Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse, video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Crossing the Gaming Community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And taking J-Dimes' uh, seat tonight because, again, he is out uh, exploring new Scholastic. I'm trying to find new words to use to talk about his uh, his schooling, but I'm going to use the word Scholastic tonight. It's Audie Norman. Hello. Hey. What's Hello, up, everybody. Happy to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh yeah, G- goes by oddly normal one so all, of, all over the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a he's a regular listener here in the chat and everything, and a dear friend of the program. So thanks for being here, my man. Appreciate yeah, you. Thanks for having me. Uh, our, yeah, we're this is episode one sixteen, by the way, uh, which is kind of nuts. Uh, it is August 9th, twenty twenty one. The first domino topples in the fallout from Blizzard Gate, but will it help? You can now light up the light. Uh, the li- you can now light up your life. Excuse me. While fighting the pandemic, and who needs sweaty crowds, lots of traffic, and broken vocal tapes to lip sync to when you and forty-five million of your closest friends can jump in the mosh pit together virtually? They talk about this in the latest way. Microsoft has taken over the world on this episode of Joystick and Mouse, uh, gentlemen. I have a new toy that I need to tell you about. You guys mm-hmm. ready? Because if if you all follow me on social media, you, you likely saw that I did a thing. I did a thing, okay? Here's my Instagram. I'm pointing at something that I've been talking about getting for a long time. If you're watching live on <laughs> twitch.tv slash AlexLBC, which we do every Monday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's a black stone. It's that beautiful-ass griddle that people... Uh, have been have been talking about and I, i've been falling in love and i had to buy me one oops that's not the way i wanted to go and i ended up buying it and i seasoned it this weekend that's what all this is i was seasoning it with oil and it was this nice little oil mixture it is such an awesome grill i got rid of like my little crappy hundred dollar propane grill that i've had for like a long time it was rusting and getting all crappy i ended up buying this thing and uh, I made the most kick-ass smash burgers I have ever had in my life. Uh, a couple of buddies came over and helped me put it together. So I ended up uh, <laughs> feeding them from from what we created together. So I made burgers. I made like a squash medley and also some some asparagus with plenty of garlic butter. And then I, you know, toasted the buns on it and everything. Guys, it was so fun, easy to use. I can't recommend a Blackstone enough. And everybody in the Discord has been telling me to get one. And all over the internet, they've been telling me to get one. So here I am. I've joined the club. I have, I, I'm not looking back. This is so much fun. So now I've got my, like, my grill, which is my Blackstone. And then, like, when I'm wanting to like charcoal grill like really get that smokiness i've got my weber kettle i am freaking set i think until i need to buy a new grill like a smoker a dedicated smoker deanna i'm gonna buy a dedicated smoker <laughs> she's fine with it she's yeah. not upset mm. and i'm buying all these things yeah the silence is her acquiescence acquiescence is that the uh it's the deal? fine she's gonna be okay <laughs> with it so, so um, do you do you find that it it makes things taste different yes uh because you season the griddle similar to how like you season any grill yeah um it builds up a 
like you know over time it builds up more and more flavor and you know you you don't put water on it actually you put a little bit of water on it think about like when you go to a hibachi that's like a big old griddle that they're using and then at the very end they use a little bit of water to kind of scrape off all the crap so you do that but you don't like take off the layer of seasoning you're just taking off any of like the bits that oh, might food be junk. exactly food junk that might be left over so it's super easy um it, i mean it does take a little bit of maintenance but it's super easy maintenance just in that like the way that i do it is that I will, if there are any like little bits left over, I'll let it, you know, the water steam it all out, push the water out into the grease tray. And then I end up uh, taking some vegetable oil afterwards, spreading that on there and just like let it seal back up. It's a 36 inch cooktop. So there's a lot of space. I'm to say that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. There's so much space. So, um, you know, plenty of love to give to that, to that cooking space. Totally worth it totally worth it Very um, nice. you, you know it's not worth it refrigerators and uh, oh, owning a house sucks uh, owning sometimes. a house in general um uh, did he tell yes. us what, what's going on so since since last week's show <laughs> i have bought a dishwasher and a refrigerator jeez dude uh last last week um we were washing dishes and noticed that water is just streaming out of the door. Oh my we're like, god. Like what the hell? <laughs> and uh I can't get it to seal. I've I've tried, you know, cleaning it, you know, all the normal stuff. It just keeps up. We're like, screw it. This is just ridiculous. So so we went and bought a a dishwasher. And you know, it's like we haven't bought an appliance in a while. We're like, oh, we'll get a nice, little bit nicer one, you know, and we'll get the warranty to go with it and everything. So we got a KitchenAid. I actually wanted a, a, a Bosch, but like because of the part shortage, you can't find one. Oh, it's really? Like, like a six month wait for a Bosch. And then I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Um, so uh, I was looking at the Gen Airs and those are really nice. And the uh, salesman goes, you know, the Gen Air makes KitchenAid. They're exactly the same. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no difference between the models at all. Um, and I'm like, all right, so we got a, a KitchenAid. Um, so uh, Friday, Friday afternoon, I walked in the kitchen and I'm like, hmm, there's water on the floor. I guess maybe, you know, we hit the water dispenser or something and it, nope, it was the freezer leaking <laughs> <laughs> on the floor from defrosting Ooh, that's so awful so we lost every just about everything in the freezer did you really um, uh, was there a lot of food in there yeah you know like all the all the bags of chicken you know that you take out and you eat yeah. and cut up for for caesar mm -hmm. salad or or whatever you know that kind of stuff was all in there um so a week later we're down at the same store trying to get a a fridge and of course same thing arts arts are hard to come by yeah dude fortunately we found a kitchen aid very similar to the dishwasher that we got so at least they'll match hey that's good but still you know a week later that's we're good. down you know spending a small fortune on on a fridge because they are not cheap they're not dude i'm actually Man. afraid mine's about to crap did yours start making weird noises before it crapped well, ours was always really loud. Yeah, mine started um, to do that. I'm not liking but, it. 
here here's the thing is it's on but and and i can hear the compressor going and it's just not cold yeah you see that's never get cold and and I, everything i read was like that's bad that's that's not yeah. good at all <laughs> if it doesn't come on that's one thing usually that's a you know something small part somewhere is up if it's on and not cooling that's really bad <laughs> and uh so we, we thought about having somebody come out and fix it and then we're like once you get somebody out there you know and you spend a couple of hundred dollars for the part it's and like you might as well get something new like you might as well right. might as well go out and get the uh so so, so while you're at it like i'm just gonna throw this out there into the universe you're gonna need a new stove no no uh, no, 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 no probably a new no. oven you can get what you know like the little combo ones no and then and then also like a new washer dryer you might as well i mean you're, you're on this path no. just do I, it I, I will say this though i i will never buy another samsung product not ever i just that's why mine's a my fridge is samsung i'm a little concerned about yeah. it <laughs> honestly not ever it's not good every single um, samsung fridge i've had has been uh pretty bad yeah Ugh, and I and I you know, I just know I put the truck in the shop today to, to get it inspected tomorrow. I, you know they're gonna find something when it rains. <laughs> the forest, the yeah, just the way it goes. It happens in threes, right? So when yeah. so first it was the the washing machine, then the fridge, now the truck. I'm just I'm just anticipating. Yep. Okay? I'm trying to set expectations up front. No, you're gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be just fine. Anyways, voice of home ownership absolutely uh speaking of home ownership um audi you guys well no it's been a while since you guys moved into that house have you guys had any crazy things happening in your new home that you purchased where do i start let's see <laughs> we've been in this house a year and a half two years almost maybe so the only thing they replaced in this house to sell it was the fridge and it's got it is the most basic um I forget the the name, the Best Buy brand of fridge. Oh, so Insignia. They spent the least. Insignia, yeah. It's been okay, but it's definitely like, you know, the most basic fridge ever. Um, so we started out with that, putting, getting a dang ice maker to put in that. So I had to install that. Um, and then we decided we wanted to replace the dishwasher because the old wash was this house is like 20 something years old and everything has been original to it so it's been fun so we replaced the dishwasher because you turn it on and it would be ridiculously loud oh really like, crazy loud so we got a new one we got a black friday deal at lowe's and uh i think ours is just a ge simple one that fits and there works you go. Mm -hmm. for us quiet enough like they installed it one of the days where we were doing school at home and stuff. And they were like, all right, we tested it. It's done. And we're like, wait, wait, you ran it. We can hardly <laughs> hear that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. And then, uh, after that, it was, Hey, our water bill keeps going up pretty good. Friends are, what's your water bill like? And they're like, yeah, that's high. And we're like, okay, plumber, please come. Yeah. There was a leak in our water line. <gasps> from the main oh that's the bad yeah oh god so was there water we had to damage get our, no water damage it was just a leak somewhere in the ground somewhere they couldn't oh, thank god. know for sure so they just went ahead and replaced it yeah so 
Um, but we've just been spending way too much money on water for months and it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and in the process of getting that replaced after a weekend of having somebody over and realizing how poor the hot water heater was, we went ahead and asked them to quote that. And so we got the hot water heater replaced in the house too. Good. Um, get it all. Yeah. Went like, with another. It's always something, man. <laughs> yeah. We did another tank. We did, uh, I think it was a 40 gallon. We did a 50 gallon tank. We didn't want to go tankless and spend that much money on it. Um, yeah. But, um, like you might as so, well, yeah. if you have all and those then, like appliances that, you know, probably need replacing it. Just like, just do it. I mean, it's expensive yeah. by all stretch. Like, I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong, but it's might as well have the, like, something decent in there. Yeah. The stove's next on our list. Cause it's definitely original to the house, but it's doing okay for right now. We're just going to save up a little bit. So it's not a huge thing. It, yeah. Doing what it can for us. And, you know, we've had everything else inspected in the house and everything. They tell us, you know, everything's working fine. You've got another, like, between the the AC units and the uh, heater, we've got another five or six years on all that oh, stuff. Oh, that's great. We need to really be worried about that at all. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. good. That's um, awesome. I think the last thing we did is we uh, had the steps replaced on our front porch leading to the door. Because whoever did it just put two steps and like one is like you know almost 12 <laughs> inches it was ridiculous and it was like okay we we need to replace this for safety purposes so grandma doesn't die getting into the house <laughs> uh, had that done over the summer there you go there you go yeah homeowner well, you, woes really yeah. yeah you could supplement that income with that sweet sweet artwork that you do um yeah which, which audi has done all of uh the emotes for this channel which i'm putting in chat here if you guys have seen uh any of his work he does a whole bunch of he's a cartoonist he's a podcaster stay-at-home dad uh you've heard him on a few episodes of the dad chronicle at this point and uh mm -hmm. the hotly talked about hotly i'm just gonna use it the 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 widely spoken about uh christianity roundtable that everybody loves uh that was audi yeah it was was one third of that conversation that was fun that was fun um yeah. well we're gonna and we're gonna talk a little bit about some of the projects that you're doing a little bit later on in the show but before we do that we have some important news topics to jump into so let's do that it's time for the news first things first uh this has been a few days now but blizzard entertainment president jay allen brack stepped down from his position this past tuesday the move was announced in a posting on blizzard's website which also said brack would be succeeded succeeded in the role by jen o'neill and mike ibarra who will work as co-leads for the embattled company as it faces fallout from a recent sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuit what does this mean for the future of blizzard and will it help i think that this is a good move by the company this isn't and shouldn't be the end of the changes that should be happening at blizzard jay allen brack has been the leader there for a long time now you know ever since uh, uh what's his name left gosh what was the the, the morheim guy? morheim ever since mike morheim left um and there's been still a lot of enablement that he's, you know, he's a lot of like kind of look past some of the tomfoolery and fuckery, as I say, uh, on this subject. And and I'm happy to see him go. I don't think that he's the right leader for uh, really any of this sort of thing. So I think that that's great. 
but a lot of the issues and the culture, um, the cultural issues stem even beyond him in the way that Blizzard treats their employees and um, responds to issues like this. And I think that we need to see more stuff happen at the Activision level um, and potentially more at the Blizzard, uh, you know, senior level. That's just kind of my, my my own personal opinion. And, and I'm wondering, you know, for you guys, Diddy, I'd love to hear from you. Like, what was your response when you heard that Jalen Brack was, was leaving? Well, my initial response was what took so long. Um, yeah. But, you yeah. know, because... Because when you, when you're the leader of a company and that's going on in your company, you're responsible, period. And no matter what, whether you were involved or not, you're still responsible and, and you just got to go. Um, unfortunately, that's just the way it works. But apparently he was part of the problem also. Yeah. I was very happy to see who they put in charge. Um, Jen O'Neill and uh, Mike Ibarra are world of warcraft players they play the games i'm sorry jen's actually an overwatch player but um jen plays overwatch mike plays world of warcraft they are players they are gamers and i think that type and i and abara came up through the developer ranks mm -hmm. so i think those two being in charge hopefully that trickles down to the rest of the company as to we need to get back to making great games for gamers yeah. by gamers um and, and very quickly on that note um jen o'neill uh she joined in january from vicarious visions which is another activision blizzard subsidiary and had been overseeing the development and support of blizzard's diablo and overwatch franchises um and ibarra came to blizzard in november of 2019 uh, after uh, more than 19 years working at Xbox. And that's really where I heard his name for the first time was hearing stuff about Xbox. Uh, in his final post, he served as a corporate vice president overseeing Xbox Live, Xbox Game Pass, and Microsoft's now defunct streaming platform, Mixer. So, um, yeah. So I think that, uh, well, I, I think that there it, it's new blood, right? Like, yeah, kind of yeah. breaking up that that like old school group of bros at the top of blizzard's rank is probably a good thing right um but i think there's still a lot more to do uh audi what were your reactions you know this is a weird one for me because i don't have any direct connection with blizzard stuff like the most i enjoy out of them is their artwork and all the you know art behind the scenes of how they make games and uh you know some of their cinematics and stuff so this didn't bowl me over as much as some people as much as it was just like okay here's another company where crap's going down right um seeing brack go after the coverage he's gotten and seeing the way he's been involved in this crap i think was great i'm with ace in the chat like we're not going to know what this is really going to do for a while. And I'm curious to see how it goes. I like that they picked people who are not veterans in the company so much as veterans in the industry who are coming in and hopefully bringing new voices to leadership in this company. Um, but we're just going to have to wait and see how they handle it, what they do. 
Uh, hopefully they'll shake it up for the good. We'll see. I definitely think um, there should be more heads rolling on the whole parent company of Activision. Like I'm, like you guys have said, like a lot of people mm -hmm. have said on the internet, if you're in charge of this, you either let it happen, which is crap, or you didn't know it happened, which means you're crap and not good at your job. Because you should be knowing what's going on in your company that you run. I don't care. It's like, oh, he's so high up. I don't care. No, you're in charge of the company. You need to know what's going on. And if crap goes on, it's your responsibility. So, but the the thing that we keep coming back to is this is a giant company that makes a crap ton of money for people. Yeah. And those people mm -hmm. are making decisions most of the time right now still. So until we see more of those people go, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's, uh, to kind of wrap up this, this topic, I mean, we've, we've talked about this and this is a really important subject and we've talked about it for three episodes straight. Right. Um, but, but we constantly come back to this, what's next sort of conversation, right? There's a really, really good article that Diddy found, uh, that is on the guardian and we'll, we'll be putting all this in the show notes so folks can see, but, uh, there's a, a good uh, article that that comes from the perspective of a lawyer and, and somebody that works in kind of that that law mm -hmm. video gaming space and they kind of talk about first of all there's like a bunch of um there's a bunch of stockholders that are suing blizzard now because of a potential um financial uh detriment that this could cause them and you know the lack of leadership etc cetera, etc cetera. But there's a really good perspective here that I would encourage everybody to read. And um, it, it's it. I don't know. Diddy, do you want to offer any perspective on that? Um, I think people should read this. I, one of the things I took away from this was that. A, a lot of us want a, a lot of people said, I'm done with Blizzard. And I actually think that was the wrong message. Yeah, the message we sent need to send to Blizzard is this we love your games we want you to make these games fix this culture because we want the people that work at the company that makes the games that we love to be happy yeah basically we we want that we want them to be happy making the games that we love so fix it if if you know we know that we know that this culture went on there now if they don't fix it, then that's a different story. Um, yeah. But this this is this is out in the open now. This is industry wide. This goes for everybody. This goes for all the companies now. Fix this. Yeah. No more arbitration. No more non-unionizing. No more, you know, your your um, uh, committee that that looks into these these allegations. No more of that reporting to the president. That group has to report to the board. Yeah. Period. Um, you have an employee committee that reports to the board, not to the president. Right. That's how, and that is, that's probably the first step to fix it. Yeah. So um, it's a really good. Make an action committee that, that takes these allegations right. when they happen and investigates them and that and that then, by the way like when we talk about what can you do here like a lot of people's answer and it's not a wrong answer to say okay i'm going to 
stop playing World of Warcraft or buying Blizzard properties, um, you know, if that's what you feel is right to do. If, uh, but you know, the, the one thing to take into consideration is that if people are working there and, and like we've talked about, like, I mean, the vast majority of people that work there are like good people, right? Like there's a really shitty group of people that are um, leaving a stain on what Blizzard represents. And I think the broader community, but just knowing people that work there and, and so on, like there's a lot of people that really care about the product and, and what they're putting out. And when you don't buy their products and stuff, that that help, that hurts them. But it's also not a wrong answer for you to speak up with your with your wallet. But also, it's not a wrong answer to speak with your presence, with your platform, like what we do here, and talking about you know how you can better support your employees. Blizzard, like what Diddy's talking about, these action, like having some kind of an action committee, or um, you know, like further emphasizing points like that and offering suggestions for the people who are trying to make positive change in those situations to, to heed and take take word and, um, uh, of some better ways to approach this and you know if they don't listen fuck them and and you know then then you know sp speak with your with your wallet if you want to go that way right so i think that there's um, a, a couple of different dimensions that you can look at it in ways that you tackle it and and that, that it, that's what this article does a good job of so I, I saw another article today there was a great article I will find this and I will put it in the show notes um, and it was an interview with Blizzard devs current devs and and they were saying that the only person that taking your business away from Blizzard hurts is them because they cannot then because they're not firing the top level people they're going to lay off developers. They're going to lay off artists. They're going to lay off, you know, QA. Which is the shame those of it. The people, it's the reality. Those are the people, unfortunately, that get hurt, and that's sort of the reality of it. I will say this, though, about, about the leadership in Blizzard. We, we talk about Blizzard as a giant company. Blizzard's not a giant company. Blizzard's 1,500 people, I think, right? Gosh, yeah, maybe. If, was, if yeah. that. I've worked in a 1,500-person company. I knew just about everybody. You know what's going on in a company of 1,500 people. Yep. There's no way that the people at the top didn't know. There's, it's just, it's impossible. So that's why I've been so strongly saying that the people at the top have to go. Right, right. Uh, any final thoughts on this, gentlemen, before we move on to a little bit of a lighter topic? <laughs> You'll see why. <laughs> The only thing I think about with this is everybody needs to start cleaning up their crap now everywhere because this is one company that California went after. Everybody's going to be looking at everybody now. Like, I'm not going to, I don't look at companies in the video game industry anymore without thinking, is something going on with them? Oh, me or do too. they have their act together? Well, you know? And, and we sad. know there are, right? Because Ubisoft um, and Epic right. and they've all, had lawsuits filed against them in the last couple of years. It's just that this one came from the state of California. Well, and right. it came from Blizzard. Like, the one everybody yeah. thought was going to be the exception to what was actually happening, which sucks. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, so and, and all of us, we, we all have women who play games, and for them, you know, for my daughter, for our wives, for everybody, this shit needs to get cleaned up. Yeah. Period. 
Oh, yeah, it looks like Blizzard is actually closer to 4,700. I feel like it was smaller than that. Um, ah. Interesting. Okay, well. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ill. interesting. Either way, I mean, it's... Even at even a size like that, like when things are happening, if you're maybe it was a development team, it's fifteen hundred. Yeah, as of July twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean that's still like that's that's a pretty big company. I, I would say, but even at that, even at that size, because I work for a company that's about that size. Like leadership knows shit that's going on, even at that size. It's like when you get to like the Microsoft sizes, and Satya Nadella can't keep a. A pulse on everything going on everywhere all the time right yeah it shouldn't be happening it's sad mm -hmm. it's sad so mm -hmm. as things progress we'll continue just like we have every week we'll talk about what what the latest is you can look forward to the the um you know the, the discussion and if you have any com you know any thoughts or anything to add to the conversation you can email joystickamouse at gmail.com uh diddy you're up okay so on a much lighter note. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. It's funny for a reason. You'll see. Unintended. You'll see. All right. So, Razor, who makes peripherals. Oh. Sorry. Good. Made an RGB face mask. By the way, this is and not. It is, this is not a joke. Yeah. It is. It is real. Um, You can sign up for the beta. It's freaking awesome but do, do we really need this yes do we, do we really <laughs> need a, a light up rgb face mask yes <laughs> uh this is by the way i i've seen they i remember when covid was kind of kicking off here in the states there was this talk about razor's gonna make an rgb watch you guys watch razor's gonna make an rgb uh face mask or, or whatever i thought and they were have. kidding i i thought that they I were kidding they were too kidding. i legit thought that they were kidding this is it's freaking and awesome it's, and it's there it's, it's called there. the razor zephyr um yeah and and actually it looks more like um it's not you know the string face mask it's more of like a you know the canister style with filters looks in like it a gas mask of, yeah it looks more like a gas yeah. mask and it's it's supposedly whatever the hell is level three you know hospital grade quality face mask but it's oh god sorry yeah. and 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 it'll sync to your uh to your um razor what is what the hell is their stuff called oh uh, oh they're they're um whatever they're they're, yeah, they're chroma key um they're, no not chroma key what Hold on. Right, uh, whatever I, their stuff's called. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, it, it'll sync to that. So I'm, I'm, synapse. I'm in that's hilarious. Synapse. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. the IQ world. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> so it'll, it'll sync to that. So if you're playing and, and, you know, wearing a mask, like wearing a mask, like people and, do. Yeah. Like um, everybody does. I was going to say, I, I was thinking about this today and I wonder if this is not a very big play on Razor's part for when game tournaments need everybody masked up oh my god oh. bro you nailed it you oh nailed that's it. awesome that's what a awesome. great idea and it yeah. all syncs with the gameplay going on yeah. right <laughs> dude i i'm i'm really into it until like you potentially look at what 
it could cost. I don't know how much it costs, to I, be honest. I yeah. tried to find out. I looked a couple of times I mean, trying yeah. to find a price for it, and I didn't see anything. Um, but I might try to sign up for a beta test. Oh, I signed up for the beta. <laughs> I signed up. I figured, what the heck? Yeah, like, why not? It'll it'll be a fun experiment. Uh, see what they tell me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun, right? That's fun. Um, on to the next topic. Uh, this past weekend, Ariana Grande put on a concert, and by all accounts, it was a huge success. Oh, God, this story sucks. Um, why does this matter to us? It doesn't, Diddy. It doesn't. Uh, because that concert took place entirely within Fortnite. Uh, so how do we all feel about this new medium for promotion and advertisement? Here's how I feel. Here's how I feel. You ready? Tell us, Alex. How do you feel? feel Ariana Grande played a concert like they've been doing in Fortnite, which, by the way, I think is a really fucking cool idea. I think that's really cool. But it's Ariana Grande and it's Fortnite. So here's what I would love to talk about instead. Uh, Let's talk. Huh? What? You guys are going to challenge me on the important? Can I get an Event Sevenfold concert in Fortnite? Yes. I'm in. Um, You do Event Sevenfold. I'm in. Instead of talking about that, and we have a cartoonist here in our midst, I'd say let's shift the conversation from, okay, Ariana Grande put on a a concert in Fortnite, to rather talking about artwork in video games. Because I feel like we've got somebody here who, you know, does this sort of like, he he studied and he's still paying the bills for for all this around, uh, you know, learning cartooning and stuff. And he does a kick-ass job. It's Audie fucking Norman, okay? So let's talk about video game art and what is important to us why it speaks to us instead i feel like that's a little bit more of a conversation that'd be fun to have is that okay with you guys yeah all right then let's do it so we we sort of decided to do this poll right of what is your favorite art style in a game right and i personally uh came up with a couple of of ideas i think i might surprise you but but before but before I actually say what mine is, I'm going to rather encompass this with like what's Alex's like aesthetic when it comes to playing video games. And for me, what I think it is is kind of like like oh man, how do I even put this into words? I like a little bit of darkness horror genre mixed with bits of 1950s 1960s sort of like retro feel but also like a a bit of fantasy mixed in so that's why uh it should be to nobody's surprise that bioshock is one of my favorite art styles ever in video games uh, this game has one of, I think, the most, like, visually, I think, it, like, it, it, first of all, it, like, set, I think, a standard for some of the visuals that you see in video games um, uh, and, like, what you experience uh, and, and, like, the imagery that goes along with it and, like, the darkness. Uh, they, they, like, freaking nail it on all of that, right? Um, and what... Uh, I'm just trying to bring up a a video real quick. I'm stalling. There we go. So uh, for me, the art deco bit, that that sort of aesthetic is like right up my alley, obviously. 
And it doesn't change, by the way, when it goes into infinite, like that sort of visceral imagery and, and that you get from from uh, all of them, like all the brutality of the fight scenes to the scary, the horror, like the mystical, everything kind of mixing in together is exactly what I want. And that's what I get in a game like Bioshock. Um, Audi. What about you? Okay, so thinking about my favorite, I'm going to go back a little ways. Probably my favorite artistic style is going to be, if you know me, this is not a big surprise, but Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Ooh. We're going back to the 2D style, but this came out on PlayStation um, and like PS1. So they were pushing it, but they still kept that 2D style. But because of the power of the PlayStation, you've got a lot more layers to work with. Those backgrounds you traverse through sometimes are just amazing and beautiful. And the whole game, like, is just amazing. You you play as Alucard, Dracula's son. Um, it's, you know, in the story of the Castlevania stuff, but you don't play a guy with a whip. You play a guy with a sword and you get to level up. Like there's some very, very RPG elements yeah. to it. Um, and it's just, this is one of the games that helped coin the whole Metro Metroidvania thing. Um, cause there's just so freaking much to this game and everywhere you go is so beautiful in some way, shape or form. So anything like that, especially these days where we've gotten so much into let's do either hyper realistic or something with uh, some kind of, um, you know, art style to it. The more stylistic one always jump out at me, but that's the one I always go back to as um, probably one of the most beautiful games ever. It's got that old school like PS1 uh, feel especially in the menus and stuff mm-hmm. reminds me of playing yeah. uh, Final Fantasy 7 and stuff yeah, yeah and you can still play this game today like it's on the Xbox platform like backwards compatible to Xbox arcades or whatever so like you could you could buy it through xbox.com and play it on your Xbox uh, Series X today Love if that. you wanted to so you know it's it's just beautiful. I love it. And anything kind of like 2D animation thing is going to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So East Tiger says that the only system it's not on is the Switch, which is a bummer. That would be a great yeah. Switch game. Mm. Oh, it'd be a great yeah, Switch game. Really good Switch game. That'd be a heck of a Switch game. Any, and I think the closest thing to it, yeah, the closest thing to it that I love now, like kind of going for that kind of animation style was uh, Spirit Fair. That game was beautiful. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And that's one oh, of those. Um, but I kind of want to check that out. Yeah, you basically take over his death, and you're just. Uh, uh, I think I people. own it. Well, not a, it's one of the really epic good. Free games. One. Yeah. Oh, that's why so. it sounds familiar. Yeah. That might be it. Uh, Diddy, mm-hmm. what about you? All right. So, no, I've expanded expounded many 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 times my favorite game is god of war yep. but and I that's why that's a, it's your favorite right that, that, no the, the i art. think that but i think it's a 
pretty normal artistic style and i thought back on this and i was like what was the first game where the art style really grabbed me and sucked me in and it was borderlands mm. i love the art style in borderlands that mm. big heavy outline comic style yeah look that it has um yeah you were talking about we're into hyper realism now and in you know some of the games like death stranding look like you're a person walking through you know the the environment and stuff but that game it's just so different and the style of it was so unique and so cool i was like oh that's one of the very first games that the art itself grabbed me and 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 got me into the game and i just really enjoyed it i i i've loved playing all of them um and a lot of it is because of the way it looks yeah it's got a unique um game style the cell shading and stuff has always been really mm -hmm. intriguing to me it's a game that i never like really got into but i feel like i would love but i always hate playing it by myself but i think that it's it's one of those that you just got to play with people i just keep having yeah, trouble I've, finding people I've to play played it. all of them I've, I've actually i've played borderlands 3 i've played through that three times now have you really wow yeah i loved it it's great nice yeah. but yeah i love this style the style is it's just so cool the cell shading and the the big thick uh, well, uh big thick outlines one. oh okay outlines okay outlines got it um yeah it's a fun game i also like the class system i think the class system in that game is is really fun and interesting everybody brings a little something different to the to the table and that's why i think i love playing it like multiplayer because you end up just experiencing so many different ways to play the same game you know like when you can kind of i don't know bring your friends along and you see how everybody plays a little differently and stuff and it's, it's neat man I, I like it um, I, you know, another thing that I wanted to, to talk about that I love is, and this kind of falls in line with why I love Bioshock so much, I think, is because, like, I, I don't know, I, I like creepiness. I'm a big, I'm a big Tim Burton fan. And when I saw this specific game come out, which I played recently on, on stream, including the second one. I absolutely fell in love, and it's this art style that I love, uh, Little Nightmares. And this falls in line similar to the way that you would uh, experience something like Bioshock, like really like visceral imagery, super kind of gory and, and intense at times. But it's still a sense of mysticism, some magic, and, uh, and it's just spooky love that <laughs> i love spooky this was the other thing like when i when i'm just trying to think about okay how do i explain what my aesthetic is yeah it's like bioshock little nightmares um that sort of aesthetic where it's like all just like a little uneasy i don't know how to explain it i don't know if, 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 if can anybody else explain it because i can't i can't but i want to <laughs> Uh, that was a fun trip. Anything else? Any other honorable mentions? For me, the um, the one I always champion is a old game that was originally on the Sega Saturn. Yes, I was one of the fifteen Ooh. people that owned that. 
Guardian Heroes. Cool. Um, again, this is one that's, you can buy through Xbox and it's backwards compatible. It's a beat em up kind of game that had a very anime style. Um, yeah, check it was this developed out. by Treasure. And. Dude, the 3D um, movement is pretty legit. Yeah, you, you basically had three planes you could jump back and forth to. There were several characters. This is also one that was a choose your own adventure. There were several different endings to this game, depending on which area you chose to go to next. Um, like there was one I played recently and it was like, you fight this God thing. He sends you to hell. And that was the end of the game. Like you're fighting all these characters and the game's over. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, that's, that's the route you chose. Um, and the other cool thing about it is, if you're watching the video, there's a guy with a big old sword, and you get that sword for a little while, and then eventually, an undead soldier comes out of the ground, grabs that sword. You've got a partner that you can command the rest of the game. No way. And you can tell him to either guard you. Look at that. You can tell him to just oh, cool. go fight. You can tell him to go berserk. There he is, if you're watching the video. That's the undead soldier. And, like, you could tell him to go berserk, and at some point, if you tell him to go berserk, he'll basically nuke the screen. Um, but I just love the art style. Like, I remember actually seeing about this game before it came out in some magazine. I don't remember. Oh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Oh, okay. I remember. And just falling in love with the art style, and it's one I always tell people, like, if you want to have a fun little game, go for this one. And this is on Xbox? You can play it? Yeah, you can get it on Xbox. Um, again, it's like, buy it on Xbox. It's backwards compatible. Yeah. Um, it's probably on like go ahead. Game Pass or whatever too, I would imagine. I don't think so. I oh, think really? it's just so old. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, interesting. But that one for sure is a fun one. And it's got a really fun crazy anime opening i love good anime openings uh diddy what mm -hmm. about you any honorable mentions you know i always like the cartoony style games um world of warcraft uh ratchet and clank um you know jack and daxter those kind of that kind of art style i always enjoy those i always find those aesthetically pleasing yeah when i play them yeah they're always fun uh, I really like how timeless World of Warcraft looks. I always like that about it. Um, I love seeing the Blizzard artwork stuff. The, Good lord, their artists are Blizzard amazing. Blizzard art seen, is phenomenal. Yeah. What was it? The some of the WoW expansions where it's not cinematics, but it's kind of animated stills. Yeah. Right. Oh yep. my god. Oh like the yeah, those music. are beautiful. The Hearthstone stuff is amazing. Um, and the and the World of Warcraft like sketched cinematics mm -hmm. are, are amazing yes. too. Yeah. 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 Um so so yeah. we've got we've talked about things that we like. What are things that we don't like? Oh man. Um I'll go first because because okay I, I I'm not not old man. Old go man. ahead. Well a little bit old man. <laughs> um the one that gets me is is Square Enix. I what? don't know what it is about that style. Is it just it, because it's too beautiful? 
I don't know whether it's a little like it's a little cutesy. You mean little, beautiful? I I don't know what it is about their style. It's just it too nice. Doesn't it, it just puts me off a little bit? You mean like too gorgeous? Like it's, it's just too, nice. too good? It's just no, no, no. I I get it. I hate things that are too like, good too. Like I I'm sort of enjoying Final Fantasy, but it's just something about it aesthetically is off. Um, just that it's too beautiful. <laughs> I don't understand. Help me understand. Look at this. I don't know. particular game or just all of them? All of them. It's, I mean, they have it. Square Enix has a particular style that they use for most of their games. Um, you know, Final Fantasy is that way. Uh, uh, what's the other one? The big one. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Final Fantasy is their big thing. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, no, no. What's the other game they just had out? Crap. I legit don't know what else it could be if it's not Final Fantasy. Oh, look. I'll, I'll come up with it. Um, but yeah, just something about their, about their style. Tomb Raider. Just, that's another one that they make. That's not in their, in that style, though. That's uh, What about the Kingdom Hearts stuff? The Kingdom oh, Hearts. See, that's just something off about that. It just doesn't really yeah it's almost that it's too cutesy you know oh man oh my god my heart I don't, I don't know how i'm gonna recover from that because it's just one of my favorites um dragon quest that was the other one. Oh, oh i love drag man oh. so you know the game like is anime. fine the game don't... is fine it's just yeah. that style is just eh. um golly you know what? You know what art style I hate? Borderlands. What a stupid fucking game. <laughs> That's what I say about to, to your response. It's stupid. Like some people, do, I I know people that do not like the cartoon style of World of Warcraft. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that drives me crazy because mm -hmm. I think it's so timeless. And, and they did a brilliant thing by making it like that so that it ages. You know, it, it's well, not going to be like. What one Elder of the Scrolls is, uh, online is going to be in like two, three years, you know? One of the reasons World of Warcraft is so popular is because you can play it on just about anything. You, yeah. <laughs> you can take a 10-year-old laptop, put World of Warcraft on it, and it'll run. It'll run yeah. just fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you well, can play yeah. it. Yeah. And that's one of the I reasons tell you one it's so that popular. Rubs, there's one that does rub me the wrong way. It's Street Fighter 4 and 5. When they changed art styles from, again, the more animated style, um, Street Fighter 3 I loved. They went very 2D animation looking, very fluid. And then 4, they went the three-dimensional route. It's still, you know, a, you're fighting on a 2D plane, but they went for a 3D style, very stylized. They tried to do... I don't know something about it. it it feels like they were trying too hard to make it really three-dimensional and it just doesn't work for me that well yeah like rather than embracing the 2d aspect of it all yeah no i feel you um yeah. I'm, I'm like watching the the gameplay right now and i and i see what you what you mean because it, it's a little clunky it looks a little clunky yeah, and that's probably the other part of it. It feels clunky, and like I think this was five, 
was it five that they went and tried to do a more outline style and make it kind of inky looking? Oh, and yeah, maybe. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Okay. And again, I go yeah, back to you're right. Yeah, I, I sort of agree with you. It doesn't look as nice, does it? Yeah. You go back to Street, Street Fighter 3 where they embrace the animation and, and yeah. like get hyper fluid with it. Street Fighter um, 2, man. That, <laughs> that, that like 2D SNES graphics, that's like where it's at for me when it comes to Street Fighter. That was so great. Anyway, um, friends, that's it for the news, but we do have something else to talk about, and that is full stream ahead. Diddy, what you got for us? All right. The new phone book is here. The new phone book is here. That nobody's getting. You What's guys are all book? too young. You guys are all too young. What? Um, well, and not quite as book? exciting as getting your name in the phone book for the first time. But this week, Xbox Cloud Gaming for PC launched in beta form. And it is glorious. It worked flawlessly. I fired up about three or four different games, played them just like they were running on my computer. It was amazing. The app, the native app running on your PC is so much smoother than running it in the browser. It worked flawlessly. I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. But did everybody get the jerk reference? <laughs> if you have never watched the jerk, go watch the jerk comedic genius just incredible comedic genius they say i'm a grumpy old man okay. so, absolutely <laughs> old man um i played some of xbox uh some of the xbox stuff on browser it worked fine very interested in trying it on the native app do it in the native very, app it was very like interested playing it off my computer it was amazing that's so cool, man. That's so cool. Um, yeah, it, it used I used an Xbox controller, wireless controller, hooked up via Bluetooth, and it worked great. And Audi, you're a big Xbox guy. Like, have yeah, you yeah. have you tried any of the streaming stuff on the PC yet? I, well, I don't have a PC. I've got a Mac, so I can't do that so much. Well, you can still I do, do have an iPad and stuff, and, uh, right? Yeah, I just haven't tried it yet. Um, honestly, I didn't realize the browser stuff was available like that. I tried it on my iPad Pro uh, doing the xCloud thing. It was okay. It, it was okay. Um, a lot of the stuff I do, I play nowadays just to play in between is shooter stuff, and it's just not good enough for Not that. the same, right. Um, but I have done the, what is it, just the streaming to my iPad from my Xbox in-house um because i've got the xbox hooked up to our main tv which is usually monopolized by my kids <laughs> um but i can sit here in the office i can have the controller still connected to the xbox control the xbox with the controller connected to the xbox and just stream the video content to my ipad and that works amazing for me so like i can get some gaming in in here if i need to um you know if they're watching TV and doing whatever, and then I can have the Xbox on and they never see it. They never notice it. And I'm in here having a good old time. Yeah, man. I, I think it's absolutely brilliant to be able mm -hmm. to play your stuff mm -hmm. 
whatever it is, no, wherever wherever it is on whatever device, right? Like, yeah, it's how you bring gaming to everybody, and I think that that's super rad. So I, I love this. I'm gonna try it. Uh, and folks at mm-hmm. home, if you would like to try it and report in, please do. Uh, your mileage may vary as Diddy and I have gigabit up and down. Uh, so <laughs> let us know. Like, let us know how it all works out for you. You can email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Um, Audi, you brought a video. Give me a hard time in, in chat. Yeah. Okay, Boomer. Uh, <laughs> Audi, you've got a video game you're going to tell us about. Is that right? So Dude. hold on. Before we do that, we got to play the sound. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. Tell us all about it. So I was actually able to get into the most recent Halo Infinite technical preview, as they're calling it. Um, And the other term they've used is flight for these things. It's not a beta. They've stressed that, but every streamer's like, screw it. It's beta for me, whatever. Um, But I actually got in and got to play some of it. Um, It was really funny because we were on vacation when it came down and i was like oh, i might get in and then i got the email i was like hmm, i can play it but i'm not anywhere close to my xbox yeah <laughs> yeah bummer so i missed out the first couple it started thursday and so i missed out on all the crap of people trying to get in and having trouble getting in so um missed that didn't miss that uh, I wasn't able to play till Saturday night. And at that point, they were starting to do some of the... So what they had is you were playing 4v4 on what eventually was three different maps against what they were calling their bots. So it's just the AI bots that you're playing against. They opened up like two hours of actual PvP against actual people. Um, but for the most part, they were testing their system of just logging in, of fighting the bots, um, some of their other systems and UI. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It's Halo is a heck of a community. You've got some people that are like after Halo three went to crap. There's other people that are fine with it. Um, you know, after Bungie left and Microsoft created three, four, three to basically keep making Halo games. They tried some things, and some of the people that love Halo were not too crazy about it. The the movement, the way you move in game, the way that you can do different movements and stuff. Like, Halo didn't have a sprint function until Halo Reach. So, like, they were trying to really bring Halo into the modern era and make it, like, more of a modern shooter. Um if you've paid attention to the last couple of years, like they've really pushed that. Like most of their um, social media presence was very much pushing Halo as a competitive multiplayer um, sporting game. Um, and then they're coming in with this one and it feels like they have pulled back and captured some of the magic that was the Bungie Halo games that everybody loves but also making it a more modern shooter. Um, and it was so much fun to play. The bots were crazy. Among other things, they were really good at throwing a grenade wherever you were and, and getting you that way. Um, but man, it was so much fun too. Like they've done a lot of things to really make it fun. Um, like you're seeing, if you're watching the screen, that whole thing about throwing a grenade and throwing a weapon somewhere, 
that was possible um they've got a new mechanic called the grapple hook um which is my favorite thing, basically yeah you can shoot that at a weapon on a wall grab it and bring it to you you could shoot it at a player and it'll bring you right to that player so like you could be shooting somebody grapple them shoot right at them and just smack them in the face um so that was a lot of fun it's just something talk again to me about, by the way uh talk to me about the customization did you play anything that was a lot of fun here's what i was really impressed with with this preview not only the game but for sure the customization like you didn't have a whole lot of options but you got to see it all um they gave you some of their uh in-house money stuff to play with and buy stuff you got to buy different things this felt a lot like halo reach back in the day where you could do a lot of customization of your spartan on different parts of the spartan like i love that you could change up the helmet you could change up i don't think they had much armor configuration what you could do is you could change up your limbs and you could be somebody that had all robotic limbs like they gave you the ability to do the entire arm just the forearm down or just the hand um oh, cool. making that some kind of cybernetic thing um they gave you several of the the armor pieces they've given you they're throwing in your own personal ai now so like cortana is with master chief throughout the halo games they're giving you an actual ai to join along and they had four to try out and they were a lot of fun my favorite was fret which was this little pyramid shaped guy and he was just super sarcastic about stuff and it was hilarious like you would shoot a guy and if you killed him with a headshot he was like man i'm glad i'm not in that head yeah. or something like that <laughs> um there was some that were more toned down there was one that was called butler that was very um english and you know just highbrow but still talking in this whole like you destroyed that person way to go kind of thing <laughs> nice i like that, that was a lot of fun to play with the the uh customization of your settings was ridiculous i was playing on my series x and they had settings customization that looked like pc stuff so i think they're thinking about this from every way shape and form and just giving everybody the ability to customize stuff good um i was able to customize i ended up customizing my controller to be a lot more like the uh, most recent Halo, Halo 5, because I've been playing that and just get, you know, have the feel for that a little bit more. There was a lot of customization of your field of view. Um, I think a little bit of uh, where the weapon is compared to your reticle and stuff. So the other neat thing that you're seeing on video right now is they also give you the ability to just test the weapons on a shooting range. And it's not like it's a very it's specific mode that you go to you don't you're not in a multiplayer game you're just over here trying the weapons out and they've got a little scoring system for you to see how good you can do like it the first wave of people it's just guys standing up and you just shoot them there the next wave is they move a little bit the next one is they're straight up moving all over the place good luck but giving you a safe space to really try each of these weapons, especially with some of these very new weapons, was really cool and really nice to feel like, okay, I'm not doing so good in multiplayer. How am I not doing so good? Give Let me go test drive this weapon in a safe spot. Yeah, figure out something, something they shoot good with, right? 
That's mm-hmm. cool, man. No, I really like it. I, I really like what I see with Halo um, and where it's it's headed. I'm okay yeah. with them, uh, you know, delaying it if that means that they're really polishing it. And, I mean, overall, mm-hmm. as we like to do with these things, if you had to give it a rating, like, out of 10, what, what would you give the multiplayer experience? Uh, I'd say 8 or 9 just because they had their usual, you know, old build kind of hiccups with it which is what they were testing i yeah, mean they fair. were very upfront about this is a two-month-old build they've assessed a lot of the issues with it but they still needed to put something out and get it in the hands of people and let them play with it and see what they could break or not um so it it was a lot of fun it was great i loved there was a couple of times where these bots they're very smart sometimes Occasionally, I would start out a map, and as soon as I walked right around a the corner, there's all four of them, and they just immediately chuck grenades at you, and you're dead. Because like... <laughs> they all start out, they're they're smart AIs, but they still start out and go in almost the exact same pattern from where they're starting out in the map. So it was fun playing with that sometimes. Yeah, and they even they got to the point where they learned how to do a little teabagging. So did they really? They did. They weren't they weren't always on it. It was like they'd kill you across the map and start doing the teabagging across the map where they were. So that's still great. That was though. funny. I love that. I yeah. Love that. Well, I can't wait to play it and uh we'll be uh, certainly playing that as a group here. So you can you can watch us now, play that live. That'd be fun. One other thing to say is they're doing they're saying they're gonna do a few more of these technical previews. If you wanna get in on it, go sign up. You've got to go to Halo Waypoint, create an account. Um and then go for the Halo Insider program, and then you fill out a bunch of stuff about you know what um, what different ways you play. You know, um, I think that a lot of what they were looking for is uh, PC players to knowing what the setup is and how they're gaming, and you know, testing it on that as well as if you're on console and stuff. But um, I was kind of surprised that that I got in, but I wasn't about to say no to it, so. If you're interested, definitely go there and give it a shot. Yeah. Because they're going to get bigger. They're expanding their pool of people, they said, uh, to do these flights. And, you know, from the verbiage of them talking in interviews, it's it. there's probably going to be one or two more before the game it, is released. Yeah, you know, I mean, we is. got another, what, four months, right? It's coming out in mm-hmm. December. I mean, th- th- this is, it looked great, so they by say. the way. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of tweaking that they have to do, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. test it for sure yeah um, but once i got in the game man it felt great good so. good 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 and it's well, halo and it's halo yeah well yeah. audie has uh, brought us a video game and at the end of the segment you know what that means we get to clap it out job well done everybody everybody in uh chat thanks for hanging out with us um audie if people wanted to learn a little bit more about the work that you do what should they know um, well, I am a freelance illustrator doing all kinds of stuff. Um, if you need some artwork, hit me up. Uh, best place to find me right now is either on Twitter at oddly normal one. Um, if you're watching on Twitch, it's right there in the, on the screen. Uh, also you can find me on Instagram at Audie underscore Norman. And that's Audie, A-U-D-I-E underscore Norman. Those are probably the two best places to to find me, and you can DM me through uh, Twitter and or Instagram, and then we can go from there and figure something out. Um, but yeah, I, I I tend to 
uh, lean more comic booky with my style, but uh, I've done graphic design work here and there too. So if you need something, let me know, hit me up, uh, and I'll be glad to help you out with that. Um, Here's a also, good if you're in video, or I'm sorry, a good picture of, of a little doodle you did in on behalf of Ted Lasso, which was oh, yeah. a great episode, by the way. Great, great episode. Ted Lasso rocks. Everybody needs to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, just going to give you an idea of his art style if you're watching live on Twitch. Um, how about your podcast? Podcasting. Right now, I am podcasting with TV Travis, who was on last week. We do a little podcast called Let's Watch Highlander, where we go through the Highlander, the series, and episode by episode, and uh, do a little uh, review of it. It's been a lot of fun. We we were in chat somewhere and talking about it and, you know, both talking about our love for Highlander and Travis, I think said like, we should do a podcast. And I was like, Oh, absolutely should. <laughs> so, um, just started from there. And so we're, we just started back last week after a little summer hiatus. We're on season three of the show. Now, if you want to hang out with us when we record, we'll actually be recording tomorrow. We do it every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tvstravis, twitch.com slash tvstravis. Twitch.tv slash tvstravis. Third time's a show. There we go. Eventually going to get it. Just find tvstravis, okay? He does it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then we release the episodes on Thursday um, directly from anchor.fm slash let's watch Highlander or in just whatever podcatcher you use, you should be able to find it. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we've gone, we're at season three. We've done the first two movies. The first movie was fun to do. The second movie was a chore. Yeah, I heard. We'll probably go through <laughs> the other movies in between just to say we did them. Yeah, uh, dude, you have to. The series is completion, you know? Yeah. But the series is where it's at because they take the the lore of basically the first movie and just run with it in a series format. And it's, it's been really impressive how good a lot of those episodes have turned out to be. Yeah. Like I have we, to watch it. We, we figured out that one of the best relationships ever written in television is on a show where guys chop each other's heads off. So a lot, that's I don't know good. why others can't do it while. All right. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Uh, so again, check out Audie and all the stuff that he does there. Um, as a reminder for our friends at home, uh, we have recently launched a Patreon, and if you'd like to support the work that we do here at Joystick and Mouse, head over to patreon.com slash joystickandmouse or support.joystickandmouse.com, and you can become a patron. Lots of cool um, rewards there, including a stretch goal where we're going to potentially take a full stream ahead and make that its own show and, uh, mm -hmm. and do something around that. So if you want to see stuff like that happen and help us pay the bills all at the same time, and you get free swag doing it, uh, you can sign up, patreon.com slash joystickandmouse. And if you sign up in uh, by the month of, uh, by the end of this month in, in August, we're doing some handwritten uh, notes to all of our new patrons at $5 a month or more, and uh, including a nice uh, sticker and everything else to show our love and support. So thank you very much uh, to everybody. And if you want any merch or anything, shop.joystickandmouse.com. You want to email us? It's joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Uh, that is going to be it. So until next time, we're going to do a little round of, of so long. So, first, Diddy. See you later, folks. And you, Mr. Oddly Normal One. See you, everybody.
from me. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. So long. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>